together. Oh Lord, we thank you for this time together once again. We thank you for the scripture reading this morning, and we pray that you would continue to speak to us, that your Holy Spirit would continue to move among us and help us, Lord, to hear something that you would need for us to hear this morning. So, Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and speak in spite of me always. In Jesus' name, amen. So, in your bulletin this morning, you'll see your weekly Gethsemane growth guide um, inside of your bulletin, and each day has a daily scripture reading and also a reflection question based off the sermon today if you want to, to use that as a guide this week for your quiet time or devotional time. Um, that is there for you. This morning, I'm going to start by taking a tube of toothpaste, and I'm going to put this toothpaste on top of this little plate here, and I'm going to... That's nice. My family is wondering where the toothpaste is this morning. It's up here, sorry. So I'm just going to leave this... Uh... It's like a blizzard from Dairy Queen. I'm just going to leave that right there. Um, this morning's scripture reading comes from Ephesians, the letter, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, assuming as most do that Paul is the author here. Paul is writing this letter uh, from, from prison in Rome, and this is kind of a, a circuit, this could have been used as a circular letter because there's so much in it that, that some scholars think that this letter could have been passed around from one church to the next. Um, to learn from Paul's words, but look at what some of Paul is saying. As followers of Jesus Christ, as followers of the way, the truth, and the life, he says, let no evil talk come out of your mouth. Build up one another with your words. Make your words have grace to those who hear. Put away all bitterness and wrath and anger be kind to one another. Forgive one another as God and Christ has forgiven you. Now, you may say, and I may say as a response to that, yeah, Paul, thank you, but that's easier said than done. But, but that's what he's saying. That's what he's calling the church to be. I remember one of my favorite shows um, in the 90s. I was watching an episode one time, and the father of the household um, got very angry at one of the children because one of the children had stolen a pocket knife from a local hardware store, and the hardware store uh, was owned by one of the father's good friends. And he got so angry and couldn't believe his son would steal this pocket, uh, pocket knife in order for his other siblings to think he was cool. And he just couldn't believe it, and he got so enraged and so angry, and his wife was trying to be calm about it and talk about it, and he eventually, he eventually said, he said, no. He said, you know what he is? He's a dirty little thief. And then the son takes off for the upstairs and runs away at his father's harsh words. And even in a sitcom, um, it's a reminder. Words hurt, don't they? Words are painful. Perhaps we've been on the giving end um, where we have said something terrible to someone in a moment of anger. Perhaps we've been on the receiving end of such words, and they're still hard to get out of our minds. It could have been years or decades ago, and we could still hear it. 
we could still remember exactly what it sounded like, and it's still ingrained within us. Or maybe it was more recent. Somebody said something to us, and it's just sticking with us, and it hurts. And it's a reminder today that words matter, and we choose as disciples how to use them. That as disciples of Jesus Christ, we choose how it is that we are going to use our words, and words do matter. One aspect of our lives where it's hard to choose words that don't show love and respect is in the midst of some dysfunctional relationships. Scripture has dysfunctional relationships all throughout. All throughout history, there's been dysfunctional relationships. And even you and I, if we were honest, probably have some dysfunctional relationships even in our own lives. And those relationships can bring us anxiety. They can bring us stress. They can bring us worry. They can keep us up at night. This month, we're talking about being thankful regardless and what it looks like to be thankful regardless. The first week, we talked about being thankful regardless of death, maybe the fear of death or uh, the fear of a loved one dying. Last week, we talked about being thankful regardless of money and how money ultimately is not our God and how we can't serve both God and money. And this week, we look at being thankful regardless of some of those dysfunctional relationships in our lives, in our friendships, or in our families. Maybe you can relate to this text this morning because Thanksgiving is just around the corner and maybe there's some dysfunction even among some of the family that will gather around the table. You're just waiting for someone to say the wrong thing, waiting for someone to get offended, and then the mashed potatoes literally or metaphorically just start flying. Or maybe it's just tension in a work-related relationship, or maybe it's with a spouse or a sibling or a cousin or a friend, and you feel like you're just walking on eggshells, and it's not fun or healthy, but yet in the midst of it, we have to practice taming our own tongues. Our speech and our actions are directly connected to our discipleship because we want to reflect Jesus Christ in everything that we do. And that includes how we live, and it includes the things that we say. And some of those dysfunctional relationships that we have, perhaps those places are that you can't control your tongue, you can't control what you say, perhaps it's in the midst of those dysfunctional relationships, but we have to, contr- we have to try to tame our tongues. We have to try to obey what Scripture teaches. And we've all had words that have hurt us, words hurt regardless, but isn't it a different kind of pain when it comes from, buddy, from somebody that's closer to you? Maybe a family member or a spouse or a sibling or something, uh, an aunt or an uncle. It's just it, there's something about when those words hurt um, maybe a little bit more because they come from somebody who's close to us or closer to us. Here Ephesians 4.29 again. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only for what is useful for building up, as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. The Scripture from Ephesians teaches and reminds us of a few things. Number one is that falsehood and lies should not be a part of who we are as Christians, and rather we should speak or we should strive to speak the truth to one another in all that we do. And secondly, anger especially prolonged anger, should not be a part of who we are as Christians. What are some things that make you angry? Maybe not getting our way sometimes. 
maybe not being in control, the fear of, of not just being able to be in control of whatever situation it, it is. If you're like me, maybe it's a backseat driver not being in control. Maybe it's feeling rejected. Maybe that makes you angry. Lack of acceptance. Maybe you get angry because there's a fear of loss in your life or there's a disappointment. Maybe you get angry because you feel that you've messed something up or you've ruined everything. Maybe you get mad at injustice you see in the world and you say, that's not right and that makes me angry. Maybe you get mad at failure. Maybe it's failure in sports or work or relationships or school. Maybe you get angry when you see people doing something that's wrong in your eyes, and that makes you very angry. What makes you angry? And in the midst of it, are your words towards that situation building up, or are they tearing down? Sometimes it's hard to be encouraging to others when we're angry. We know this. So let's try to deal with the anger. It's important that we don't allow anger to stew within us for long periods of time. I've seen it firsthand where people are so angry still about something that happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and they still hold on to it, and they're very bitter and angry because of it. We have to strive to seek peace and reconciliation in the midst of our anger Verse 31 sums it up nice when it says, get rid of all bitterness, get rid of all rage, get rid of all anger, get rid of harsh words, get rid of slander as well as evil behavior. That stuff does not belong as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Paul's saying, church, get rid of it. None of these things reflect the love of Christ in the world. And I think harsh words and evil talk towards one another is a place where we can start because like I said, words hurt. And the Greek word here for anger um, is arge, and that word basically is talking about not just anger, but kind of a prolonged anger, a violent anger. Sometimes people get violent when they're angry, and Paul's saying, get rid of those things. He's not talking about healthy anger. Healthy anger is an emotion that we see in the world, and maybe we get mad at something, but what do we do with that anger? Do we... Do we try to, to, to build up in the midst of it and, and do something uh, to stop whatever it is that's making us angry? But we're in conversations with people every day of the week. And the question for us can become this morning, like it was with the children, is are we building people up with our words or are we tearing them down? That's a reflection question for, for you and I today. With our words, are we building up or are we tearing down? Even with those whom... A relationship may be dysfunctional. Can you still give thanks for that person? We cannot control them, but we are responsible for ourselves. And sometimes giving thanks for that person, even though that relationship may be dysfunctional, can help us to have compassion. And maybe God will help us have a more compassionate heart, a heart towards them. Maybe we can pray, God, help me to see them as you see them, not as I see them. Give thanks that although you don't get along with that person, that they still are created in the image of God just like you are. They still uh, are loved by God just as you are loved by God. In our speech, we must prevent from saying things that are harmful and evil. It's a call to speak to love, speak in love to one another. 
we can still have difficult conversations, but they don't have to be spewed out in a negative way out of our mouths. Aren't these words in Scripture just as relevant for us today in 2019 as they were for the early Christians in the first century? As people who are striving to love God and love people more, this is important for us. Our words matter. Now, the toothpaste is something interesting because I brought this from home this morning, and if I sat here and I tried to, I probably put a glove on or something, but I don't have one, so if I tried to put this back in the tube, it kind of works, but I could sit here for hours and try to put this toothpaste back. This is kind of nasty. I don't know if we'll use this anymore. No, I'm thinking about it. Daggone it. (laughs) But I keep putting this on here, and I could keep going and going and going, but there's going to be stuff left on my finger. There's going to be stuff left on the plate, and there's going to be goop on top of the tube. And it's a reminder to us that toothpaste is like our words. Once they come out, there's no, there's no going back in. Once you say what you say, those words are out there. And you can't get them back. And there's no putting them back. And we know that. Let it be a reminder to us this morning that we can't get our words back once they come out of our mouths. So let us think about what we say. Let it be a reminder to us that when we say something that is not loving, when we say something that is tearing somebody down, we can apologize for that. We can seek forgiveness. But what we said is what we said. So let's think before we speak. Let's be quick to listen. And let's be slow to speak. In the midst of our anger, let's take a breath. Let's take a walk, whatever it may be, so that those words don't come out of our mouths. Just because we may be tempted to say something doesn't mean it's the right thing to do or the right thing to do in that moment. And maybe this morning you're in one of two places when it comes to this. Maybe you're angry. And maybe you're tempted to let somebody know about it right now. And perhaps this scripture from Ephesians can speak to you this morning and to help you think about your words, to help you think about what it is you might say. Or maybe you've already said something, or you've already sent that email or sent that text message, or you've already said something in anger under your breath, and it really hurts somebody. Maybe... It's a call for us to reach out and apologize, to seek reconciliation, to seek peace, to seek forgiveness wherever that may be possible. And regardless of the dysfunction that we may have in our own families and friendships, maybe we can find a place to be thankful today. Maybe our words in the midst of that dysfunction, just maybe they can bring grace to those who hear. I pray that we can be that type of people, those type of Christians, the type of Christians and disciples of Jesus Christ that we may love with our words and not hate with our words, that we may encourage with our words and not discourage with our words, and that we may build people up with our words and not tear them down. 
And may we reflect the love and the grace of Jesus Christ with our words. And all that we do and all that we say, may we be people who build up one another. Let us pray. I invite you to take a moment to pray to God.